Welcome to the Able to Bloom podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Langston. It's my passion to come alongside you in your everyday moments as you navigate daily stewarding the gifts God has given you. If you crave honest conversations about real life struggles, practical tips for wisely tending the season you're in, or just a little encouragement for your soul, you've come to the right place. I'm so honored that you're here. Let's dive in. So glad you're here today. I wanted to hop in here really fast and do a little bit of housekeeping before we continue our conversation with Charlotte Knapp. First of all, we had a little correction um, from our episode last week. Charlotte mentioned that she was reading a book called Leading Small, and that is a book, and we did link to it in the show notes, but she texted me a couple days ago and said that was not the book that she was referencing when she mentioned it. She said that the book that she meant to mention was The Art of Group Talk, How to Lead Better Conversations with Teenage Girls. So look that one up. I will link that one in today's show notes so that you can um, scroll down and access that if that's something that interests you for a read. Um, But she did want me to let you know that that's the book that she actually meant to reference. Additionally, we are continuing our conversation with Charlotte, and I did mention this in the last episode. October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month, and Charlotte and I have both suffered from miscarriages. So today is going to be more of a conversation on that side of things. The entire episode is not about that specifically, but much of it is, and we certainly start out in that area. Um, If that's something that you aren't ready to listen to for whatever reason, that's totally fine. Feel free to skip this episode completely, or if you want to just skip into the part where she starts laying out some wisdom, where she's learned a lot of things related to that and not related to that um, in her life from the Lord, she kind of starts meandering to a different part of the conversation around 12 minutes and five seconds. So if you don't want to hear the specific story of her miscarriage, just scoot over to that point in the podcast and you can just hear more about her lessons learned from the Lord rather than the actual situation itself. So I just wanted to give you the freedom to hop over there or skip today's episode altogether. I'm so grateful that Charlotte was on today. She has so much wisdom and so much love for the Lord. And I really think that you'll be blessed by our conversation. Let's get started. So something that Charlotte pointed out before we got onto our recording today was that October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. And uh, if if you're here and you've listened to know and be known podcast you've heard me on there as a guest we talked a little bit about both of our experiences there um, mostly on my side of things so I asked if she would share a little bit about her side of things um, because it is one of our lows that we've bonded over in our friendship unfortunately um, would be miscarried Mm -hmm. so if you could just share whatever you want to as much or as little um, what your experience has been with that and what you've learned from it, how you've grown or um, regressed in your faith. If that's, mm-hmm. it's just wholeheartedly, like what have you coming out on the other side of, of miscarriage? What has that looked like in your life? Yeah, no, I love, I actually love sharing this story because it is a big part of our testimony, you know, and, and just how our life has progressed and evolved with um, our walk with Christ. And, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so we got married in um, 2018. I'm going to back up a tiny bit here. <laughs> Sorry, time. Um, 
2018 and um we got pregnant almost right away like it, we got married in October and we got pregnant in January we obviously didn't know right away mm-hmm. um and it was just kind of interesting because the week we ended up getting pregnant was the week my husband lost his job mm. and looking back we could totally see like God was doing something so big in our lives that we mm. couldn't understand. You know what I mean? Like it sounds really good to be pregnant and bad to lose a job, yeah. but basically it was like, I think God removing a lot of things in our life that shouldn't have been there. Mm. Um, that was not a good job scenario for us. Uh, it was very toxic. And I think he was actually bringing us out of living in Birmingham. Um, and so he used some of these tools, I think, to prompt us in, uh, in that direction. But that being said, we got pregnant, you know, pretty early um, and not necessarily trying, not necessarily trying not to. So mm-hmm. is that how you went? <laughs> um, Story of our lives, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, let's see how it goes. Um, <laughs> winging it. No, we're really good at winging it. Okay. So, um, we got pregnant, um, and of course, you know, super jazz. I think I found out like four weeks in, Mm -hmm. um, and we went to, you know, I think one appointment, actually we might've even delayed. That's so funny. And now I can't remember, but, um, we were probably like, um, we were nine and a half weeks. I was nine and a half weeks along and trying to figure out like which midwife to use or hospital or whatnot. And I was set up with an OB in, in Birmingham, um, who I liked. Um, and I saw her, I think once. So we had already been to like maybe an eight week, but you don't, we didn't hear a heartbeat or anything at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, and, I've also learned through my other pregnancies that I tend to not hear a heartbeat or feel the baby move until later than expected okay. um, because of just the way my placenta normally grows. Um, mm-hmm. So, or the baby's placenta rather. And so um, it um, knowing that can kind of bring some relief too. So yes. anyway, but so we're, you know, we're all excited, like, oh my gosh, we're, how are we going to do this? We're parents, all the exciting things. And it was nine and a half weeks along. I got home from work and I felt really weird. Mm. Um, just off, kind of like cramping, um, <laughs> but different. I don't know how to explain it. And kind of more in your back area and, um, I don't know if you've ever had this before, but like, I've had my body for a while, you know, like I know <laughs> my body and something was off. Yeah. And yes, I can, can almost help. feel it like spiritually. Mm-hmm. Something was like weird and mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know if you've ever walked into a room and you're like, this is dark. Like something yep. is physically heavy in this room and it's like I had this feeling I couldn't and this is weird if you know me but like I'm not a huge crier but I couldn't stop crying Mm -hmm. and nothing had even happened yet right and Mm -hmm. so I just couldn't stop crying I actually put on worship music 
and like went and sat on our balcony, which was really peaceful. It overlooked Birmingham and it, um, we were right by the Vulcan, if you know where that nice. is. Yeah, yeah. Birmingham. So pretty high up and, you know, it was just, I was sit, sit out there and I bless my husband's heart because he was like, probably did not know what to do with me. You know, like he wanted to help, but like, what are you going to do? Your wife's like, just being emotional um and so he was really gracious though and gave me space that I needed I think to like Mm -hmm. and again this is before anything happened and then I just started feeling um some pain and so I took a bath which is normally very relaxing for me and I end up um miscarrying the baby in Mm -hmm. the bathtub it ended up I'm really glad it was that way because um, I could physically and like tangibly see something. Mm-hmm. And that was good for me because I'm a very visual person. Yeah. And um, I knew right then yeah. that what had happened. Yeah. And so I'm like sobbing. I remember like just getting mm-hmm. out of the bathtub and like going and getting Christian. And, you know, I'm like hysterically crying. And. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I do look back on those moments of being like, that was a really beautiful time, like in our marriage, Mm -hmm. I think too, because he literally had to like comfort me and hold Mm -hmm. me and, Mm -hmm. and same with my relationship with God, you know, it was like my first couple thoughts were like, why, why I think everybody has that moment when somebody passes away in your life or you don't get the job or you make the move or you get the diagnosis or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, everybody has that moment. What, why, what was the point of putting me? It was not going to work out. Yes. And I'm not very literal, but in that moment, I think I was just kind of like, okay what are we doing now um I remember calling my mom I I had already notified everybody that there was something going on and I had already told them I think I just told our families that we were pregnant Mm -hmm. not like announcing it to all our friends and everything yet um and maybe I hope I told like maybe a handful of friends Mm -hmm. um and I definitely don't regret that I do want to say that to people I I do tell mom and dads this um you know and share this with my friends is the way I see it is then they know how to pray for you they know how to support you and I've had somebody close to me who had a miscarriage and I didn't know Mm. and it really was so hurtful not I not to make it about me but it was hurtful that I couldn't support her in the way right then you know and and walk alongside her in those moments um and people want to be there for you you know and so how can you let them in and and I know that's a vulnerable and scary thing sometimes yeah but it it helps so much and it's long-term better you know for you it is so um I called my parents though that night and said and I just so distinctly remember this because I said, I didn't even ask for this. Mm-hmm. And now this is happening to me. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, we were early, you know, in our marriage. And um, it wasn't like I was sitting there pining for a baby. Right. But I was excited because right. I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so it was a really weird balance, 
you know, mm-hmm. and dichotomy kind of that I was in. And so we ended up going to the doctor the next day. Um, they did confirm that it was, and she was so kind to me. That's great. Um, and if somebody is not kind to you in this scenario, fire them. Yes. <laughs> Don't have them in your life or the situation. Like, you yes. know, ask for a new doctor, ask for a new person, because uh, yes. I've heard also horror stories in that regard where yes. people just wrote it off and that's not okay. You know, and you and I have talked about that in depth too, about, yes. you know, have those people medically or your team around you too, that she always referred to um, it as a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, she never said fetus or things that were disconnected. She didn't write me off. She didn't say, you know, that just happens at this phase and you were only nine and a half weeks or whatever the, you know, mm-hmm. phrase that we, we're, we're already telling ourselves that. Yes. And that's a lie, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, as far as it concerns you, try to surround yourself with the messages that are honoring to you and honoring to God. And I feel like saying it's a baby because it was, is honoring. And that's it a was, favorite. yeah, we honor the dead. We honor people who die. Right. That's, that's what they deserve. Yes. And I felt very respected by that when she referred to it as that. And it also didn't belittle my loss, you know, like it really confirmed things to me. It was really awesome because my husband was in there with me. And so it was really good for him to see that, I think kind of having like a little bit of closure because it's not happening to him physically, Mm -mm. not happening to him chemically. So he doesn't have those um, feelings or emotions or grief that he can process, you know? So um, we met with the doctor. They confirmed all the things. But thank goodness I wasn't in a ton of pain even. It just, mm-hmm. it was a very quick thing the way it happened. Um, but I was obviously so crushed, like in my spirit and my, I was just heartbroken. Yes. And so that took obviously more time to get over than anything physically for yes. me at least. Um But, you know, you do lose blood and you do, you know, it's almost like your body is mourning that too, because your body was all prepped to be pregnant and to care for a child. So anyway, we, um, a couple weeks later, fast forward a couple weeks later, I going to a, I think you might remember the story, Elizabeth. I went to a Kelly Clarkson concert with my sister and Rachel and I are in the car. Um, I won tickets from a radio show I never do stuff that's like that. so cool yes um but like somebody you know gives tickets and it was like a dream come true because <laughs> so stupid we were like obsessed with Kelly Clarkson growing up and the girl had pipes so like it was uh, yeah. a good show you know and we're a very musical family we all sing and we sing together and so I was like oh I have two tickets I'm bringing my sister like we would we went crazy we had great seats uh, I mean it wasn't like by the stage or anything but we had good seats and all that and so it was in Nashville so I'm in Birmingham at the time she lives in Hunt or she at the time lives in Huntsville I picked her up on the way we went to Nashville so we're driving I was so excited to spend time with her not only because we were going to you know live it up at this concert mm-hmm. but because she's an 
uh, she's a four on the Enneagram and she's oh, cool. very, she's an empath, you know? So like yeah. she definitely feels what you feel and is like that girl that you always want to have on your side because she's going to be like, yes, you should be upset about that. And like, how yeah. dare they? And like, you know, like she's just going to be like your biggest cheerleader, your biggest fan. She's so good at that. And I remember thinking to myself, I can't wait to share some of this stuff I'm dealing with emotionally with Rachel because she's going to be like my like what's mm-hmm. that called like like she'll be in your corner yeah she's gonna pump me up you know yeah exactly she's gonna be in my corner and listen to it well I she got in the car I'm telling her all the stuff I'm feeling like at the time I worked for a Christian ministry right and so I was like um I've been on God's team for all these years and <laughs> I I work for a ministry we do great things we rehabilitate people for Christ and like we are doing such great work and um I again I kept saying like I didn't ask for this but the Lord blessed me with this and then he took it away and mm-hmm. you know my husband doesn't have a job and or at the time you know and right. then this happened and now we're down to one income and like why do we even live in Birmingham he called us to live in Birmingham and now it's not working out and mm-hmm. I just was like one thing after another and I remember just <laughs> saying I just feel like Job in the Bible where <laughs> everything <laughs> Yeah, you laugh now. No, um, <laughs> no, but for real, I no. when it is one thing after another, you're like feeling that. Yeah, and I said, I am like Job, where everything's being taken away mm. from me, and nothing's growing in my mm. land. And you know, I have all these sicknesses. I have like, it was just again, like like you said, one thing after another. Yeah. And so I said, I'm like Joe. And I just look over. She's listening the whole time. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, she's affirming everything. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, I'm feeling so, like, affirmed, you know? Mm-hmm. And at the end, she was like, yeah. Um, so two things. <laughs> I'm like, okay, here we go. She's like, one, life is really hard. And that sucks. I'm really sorry. Yes. But you need to know that, like, life is hard. The second thing she said was, it really sounds like you have a prosperity gospel mindset. Ooh. And I'm like, okay. A, I'm already offended. I don't know why I'm offended because I don't know what that means. <laughs> and so I said, okay, like, what does that even mean? And she was like, it means that you are saying you deserve something because you are a follower of Christ Mm -hmm. and you're getting something that the world is taking because we live in a fallen world right so not everything is going to be in your favor Mm. and you can live as it will be because that's I think that's honoring to God living like he knows best right and he knows what you need and when you need it and you can honor him and glorify him in the good and in the bad it says in scripture several times that we as believers of Jesus are not promised an easy life. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we will come up against many trials. Yep. And in many ways, we'll have to face things that seem unimaginable. 
Right. Um, well, Jesus lived a perfect life and he was right. murdered. So that alone just gets rid of that argument right there. But right. no, we all feel that way. I, even in like minuscule ways, I will, if I get up one morning and I actually come in here and I do my Bible study and then I get to work and someone yells at me, I'm like, why did this happen? I've been so nice. I did my Bible study this morning. And right. you're right. We totally fall into that um, yeah. mindset. But I think Paul talks about it's an honor to suffer yeah. with Christ. Yeah. And, you know, we're going through Acts right now, um, mm. which is such a cool thing to go through at, at youth group. We're going through it on Wednesday nights. And because I don't normally read that book. and mm-hmm. Me either, actually. Yeah. Because we like skip from the gospels right to letters right mm-hmm. and yep. we don't look at the early church very often i think it's referenced a lot like oh yeah the early church they did blah 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 and like, yeah. especially with missions you know when we talk about missions it's like brought up a lot mm-hmm. but one thing i'm really loving about it is they didn't have the easiest time right like no they were tortured imprisoned um you know isolated a lot mm-hmm. and they kept going because they saw what Jesus had done for Mm -hmm. them. And so that's really kind of where it morphed for me was this conversation with my sister about wake up, like Mm -hmm. your priorities are messed up because you're putting yourself as, and it was a huge um, wake up call for me in the most, Un, like weird source with my sister because again I thought it was going to be like such a comfort mm-hmm. and that's not what I needed I actually needed someone mm-hmm. to be like who loves me and she wants the best for me mm-hmm. this was her niece or nephew you know yeah. like it's she's feeling this too in you know a, another way but mm-hmm. um she's right there grieving with me and I was so proud of her for being able to say that to me because it grew me in such a way that I can look back and be like, I was the victim of this story Mm -hmm. that I had narrated. Yes. That I had made up. Mm -hmm. And not only, so like just being the victim, having a victim mentality is so toxic in your life. Oh, and it's so I I don't think I even realized that my husband and I were slipping into that. Mm. Um, and so to have that kind of brought to my attention and the opposite of victim um, is a, an abundance mentality. Mm. And I really have to keep reminding myself of that. I mean, what the abundance mentality, though, is saying their success or failure shouldn't have an impact on your self do you know what I mean like your work totally right self you know and so I think once that's why this has not only losing a child had so much to do with our story and still does but also finding out that I'm not I don't have to be the main character in my story it can actually be about God and mm-hmm. what what is he doing to use me mm. as a tool not being like this is the Charlotte show and God comes into the picture every once in a while when I pull him out of my pocket Oof. and 
I, you know, I needed to hear this girl. <laughs> this is so good. It's obviously easier said than done. Oh, absolutely. So I do want to say that. Um, mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, it can be done and it is a daily thing. It's a daily commitment of saying, absolutely. I'm choosing God over this circumstance. I'm choosing it over feeling uncomfortable or mm-hmm. feeling unknown or not worthy or whatever you know that the the word you want to put in that mad libs you know is like that's what you can feel right now and so going back to you know we lost a child and then a couple months late actually a month later we got pregnant with our son and so um that was such a sweet redemption um I do want to say that, you know, having another child, as you very intimately know as well, Elizabeth, it doesn't replace or undo anything that has already happened and (laughs) losses, you know, that have already happened. So, um, you know, I would encourage anyone to um, not receive that if somebody tells you that, like, oh, you're so young, you can have more kids or, you know, I, Mm -hmm. I just hear, you know people want to fill in silence and they want to be a help. It, that, both of those are true. Yes. And it's not helpful. <clears throat> yeah. You were only and, four weeks. You were only eight weeks. Right. You were only 12 weeks. And like I don't just... minimize it. And just, you know, there's so many lies surrounding loss of a child. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that person, whether your child was 18 years old or they <laughs> were still in your belly. Yeah. You no, know, it is, it's, an unnatural thing to happen to lose a child. Yes. And so Mm -hmm. we have to deal with that in a certain way. And so Mm -hmm. I would just like, I pray for, you know, all the people listening right now that are pregnant or want to be, or um, have lost, you know, solidarity for sure. And, you know, Elizabeth and I have talked about before too, that like, this is a very common thing. Again, not to minimize it. It should be empowering that it's a, like. Yes, it's you're not alone. 20, yeah, it's 25%. So, you know, yes. one in four pregnancies, that's a lot. Yes. Um, and how can we encourage each other to talk about it? Because I don't know about you, but like, well, we've talked about it a lot, but yeah. I don't hear it broadcasted very often right and that's a shame because there shouldn't be shame around it right there shouldn't be like a weird stigma or anything Mm -hmm. it is something that happens because we live in a world that is full of sin and death and 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 you know evil things happen but we are promised so much more and yeah but we you know we had our little rainbow baby and Mm -hmm. he's just the joy of our lives um and his his name means happiness and and just he's our little bundle and then we have another you know we have another child too um and she's our little sweetheart so you know it is so joyful to raise them but also I think about that baby that we lost constantly so Mm -hmm. uh I just time does heal all wounds in some regards, but I kind of don't love that saying either because just because it happened doesn't mean, I don't know, space is so weird for different people. It doesn't, it's not a one size fits all thing, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. 
and like the circumstances surrounding it are they're all all different so like right I had a miscarriage at like four and a half weeks before I had Reese and um that was a really weird time and you were part of my life when I had that because I brought the positive test to you and I was like you see it is it there and and then it was there and then two days later I was you know basically hemorrhaging um it was not good um and then little Reese came along and then after Reese came along, I had my second miscarriage at eight right. and a half weeks. And that one, it's not even, I'm grateful for how the Lord redeems things. Like you and I were pregnant at the same time. Yeah, I had texted you and said, oh, I, I had just found out at like six and a half weeks and you were three weeks ahead of me with your daughter. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, it finally happened. We're going to have babies together. Yes, we wanted it so bad. <laughs> Yeah. And like having already had Reese, I was like, okay, like we're solid, but like still I need to be careful and responsible, all these things. And when I got to eight and a half weeks, I, like you said, got that weird feeling and I had just taken a nap and I woke up with cramps from, you know, where, and (laughs) it was, you know, I went to the bathroom and just, I started bawling. Um, And I had my baby at home too. Yeah. And as hard as that was, I did get to make a funeral for her or him. Yes. And it was sweet, like you said, that I got visual visual confirmation. Yep. Um, because it happened two days before my first appointment. So I didn't get to have mm-hmm. the ultrasound. Um, so it was sweet in that regard. Um, but I so treasure that a I had told you I was pregnant from the like start like I think the day I found out and um and b you had been through loss before and c that I get to see your sweet little daughter and and imagine how old my Shiloh would be right um and that's another thing like and I don't I don't even know if y'all did this and you don't have to share but Michael and I decided to name our two lost children because it helped me remind myself like those are real people and they are yeah yeah, they that did happen they are with Jesus and it's not just a silly cross out in the back of my yard it's a child that we lost right um and that's really special and we gave them the name the names of Noah and Shiloh and there's meaning behind those and they're beautiful to us and so like if I ever have um like my kids initials on stuff, like I'm going to include those. Right. Um, and I, I don't like broadcast this cause I don't want to be like really weird about it. But like, if someone specifically asks me, is Reese your only child? I say, well, I have two in heaven and she's here with us. Yes. I do like it when people say that though. Yeah. You know, it kind of allows, um, and I don't think that's rude. Or awkward. You know what I mean? Like, I think Mm -hmm. I've heard people say it in a way where it's like, Mm -hmm. one in heaven, you know, earth side and, you know, or yeah, yeah. Um, Heaven born is another one. Uh, Michael, Michael met a man who's like, he's like in his 50s or 60s. And he was just chatting. He's like, Oh, yeah, like, we've got five kids. He's like, two are heaven born, two are earth born. Um, So we got, you know, and he just like, he was just chatting and chatting. And he just kind of like, threw that in there. And I was like, heaven born. I like that. 
that is cute that's sweet and I feel like that's honoring it's a good way yes it's a good way to honor remember and and um you know we did not name um ours but like you said with the burial we did do that um and I think that was another thing that was a great visual representation for my husband too like for us to do together because we went up on a mountain here in Huntsville and um buried it we had kind of like a little um that sounds so funny but um it was very sweet um but we had like a little jar yeah we we did too Mm -hmm. you know and um which was again visually uh really affirming to me and Mm -hmm. I was able to kind of wrap my mind around it a little bit more but because it's happening to me physically and chemically and and hormonally some stuff I went through like in college it's like I wasn't walking with the Lord like as intimately um when we were first dating and engaged and so it was just you know, I'm discovering more about myself and God and it looked messy. It was just, it was. Yeah. That's a good word for it. Yeah. (laughs) And, and not like everything's like tied up with a bow now, but it looks differently um, because we do have each other to lean on in our marriage. Um, And we do have a community too. And I'm so sorry if anybody's gone through this, Um, but I'm also, you know, I'm very grieved with you if you've gone through it alone and, or Mm -hmm. feeling like alone. Um, I cannot. Yes. Like, well, really my first one, I actually did by choice. So I do know how it feels. Um, but my second one, I was like, I mean, telling you right when I found out it was pregnant and then voxing you bawling my eyes out whenever needed you know (laughs) right so nice to be that sounding board for you yeah you know (laughs) it was it was really beautiful that you let me have that opportunity Mm -hmm. you know because if not I don't want my friend to feel alone I don't want someone to feel like they're on an island and I just don't think we were built and made for that yeah it's it's honestly unnecessary and in in biblical community it's it's unbiblical you should be doing right right because Satan can get a foothold with isolation and mm, I mean he certainly did with me when I tried to keep everything to myself yeah first one and I was letting lies fly into my head left and right with my first one because I lost it at four and a half weeks so I was gaslighting my own self like well did it really happen like I mean it even matter did it even take yeah yeah and it took me probably six months before I like healthily if that's a word processed mm. with the lord and shared with my mom and shared with others with that first one yeah because i had never been pregnant before so i kept saying like well but what if it wasn't really that like what if it was yeah. just a bad cycle you know <laughs> i remember you saying that and i remember being like but what if it was like if yeah. you were pregnant it also is like a relief to be like i was no and yes yes like, I'm not I crazy. Trust- like you said, I've had this body for a long time. <laughs> I've had a monthly cycle for a long time. Yes. So when it's that and when it's not. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. And that's that, uh, that honestly, that sentiment, that statement, that's what sealed the deal for me. Plus I had a faint positive that only grew darker over time. And I was like, okay. Right. And the thing is those kind of things can be so wonky, but it's like yeah. trusting, 
And you're also a Christ follower, so you have the Holy Spirit living in you. Yes, and I say that. You should trust that that the yeah. Spirit was prompting. There wasn't. You weren't just pulling that up out of nowhere. Like you didn't see a pregnant person or a woman and be like, "Uh, I think I'm pregnant." No, I think I'm pregnant. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was like, and maybe God used that too. You know, it's just yeah. But you have you have the discernment to know. And thanks for saying that. Yeah. It's like, I think that we should trust ourselves be- because Christ lives in us, like yeah. not on our yeah. own. Um, yes. But like, I really like what you said too, about just the isolation being so um, hurtful or like unhealthy yeah. is I think we saw so much of that with the pandemic, right? Like yes. all these numbers of like suicides and different things like skyrocketed. And it's because mm. we were not made to live that way. Mm-mm. And, you know, I hate talking about that, but that is a reality of our world right now. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, so how, I think that's one beautiful thing kind of came out of like 2020 was that, People, I think, woke up to the fact that we do need each other and yeah. families need each other. Yeah. Like, I remember walking into um, Walmart, I think it was in the spring of 2020, and they were sold out of two main things that I was looking, like, when I was looking on the shelves. One, besides toilet paper, guys. Okay. <laughs> right. Besides toilet paper, don't even go there. Um, <laughs> the big toilet paper rush of 2020. Um, that was so weird. They were out of bicycles. Aww. And they were out of board games. I love that. And I remember being so happy about that because it said to me that people were sitting around a table playing a board game. Yeah. And people were going on bike rides with their family or with their neighbors. I and love that. Yes. And how sweet was that? And, you know, I think that we all kind of saw oh yeah we actually do need each other to function to you know have church on a Sunday morning or to work out regularly in that community it's like we do need each other and so yeah just a a kind of silly example of that but um I loved seeing that yeah that's awesome so to transition us a little bit you've talked a lot about the impact that God's had on your heart and trials you've gone through and people you've interacted with. I think this is a good transition to tell us about know and be known. Mm-hmm. Would you share yes. with us about your podcast? Yes. So um, this is one of my favorite things to talk about too. Actually, Elizabeth was one of the first, we mentioned this earlier a little bit, but she was one of the very first people to encourage me about podcasting in general. Um, it's been a um, seed that was planted a long time ago. I've listened to podcasts for years mm-hmm. and I don't think it really dawned on me for it to be a reality for me. And again, we kind of like minimize ourselves, right? Like, oh, yes. oh, I'm, or there's so many voices out there. I'm not adding to it. And it's like, no, you're uniquely designed for that audience or that purpose. And like, yes. Again, like you and I are so much alike, but we do have different things to share. Like, obviously. Yes. And we have different circumstances and different family units and all that. And and um, what you bring to the table is just, it can be added to. it. You can be an asset. I always loved the thing. And I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not quite sure who like originally 
said it, but it said instead of um, building higher fences, let's build longer tables. Ooh. And I always love that because I want to be the person that is extending the table. So someone else. I love that. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of like how the podcast really started for me with just the dreaming aspect. It was probably like, I think 2016, I really started dreaming about it. And the name came to me, Know and Be Known. When I was on a drive to work, I worked 45 minutes from where I lived um, in Huntsville, worked in Decatur, Alabama. And I worked at a small marketing firm and, and I was on my way to work and somebody said something on a podcast and I paused it and I thought what was said was something along the lines of everybody wants to be known and understood. Mm -hmm. And I remember pausing it and being like, duh, (laughs) that's what I want. Yeah. I realized everybody else wanted that. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it and I said to myself, don't you love it when somebody says your name, like Elizabeth? Yeah. So, like everybody, and there's been studies that are done about hearing your name. Interesting. People find a deeper connection. And this is so unscientific how I'm describing it, but people find a deeper connection when you make eye contact, right? When mm-hmm. you have the physical um, communication, there, mm-hmm. nonverbal communication. Yes. But if you also hear your name, you're more apt to identify with that. Ooh. Quote that really solidifies my podcast too is it says to be loved, but not known is comforting, but superficial to be known and not loved is our greatest fear, but to be fully known and truly loved is well, a lot like being loved by God. Mm. And end quote. Um, and what I love about that, though, is that we're all longing for connection. We're all yeah. longing for somebody to invite us, somebody to engage with us, somebody to text us, mm-hmm. um, somebody to know our name. I've been one of my biggest pet peeves in life is having to introduce myself to somebody that I know multiple times. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't care Either one of two things. Yeah. Actually three. One, they genuinely do not remember me. And that happens. Okay, I get it. There's grace for that. The second scenario is that they don't care to remember you. Right. They're so, which we all do this, right? But self-centered or looking at something else, distracted Mm -hmm. by something else, and not being mindful of making that connection or engaging with that person. Yeah. Or the third thing is that they really do know you and they don't care that they're not saying your name correctly or that they're not. Yeah. That's just. (laughs) So I try to be that person that remembers the names. Right. Mm -hmm. And that I know that I know you remind me how I know you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know that I've met you before. Yeah. Um, and yeah. see, I just said no 15 times in that sentence, right? Whoops. Because we want to be known. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to be understood. We want people to be interested in the stuff we're interested in. Oh, yeah. And, and not for the sake of all being 
Trekkies, right? Because <laughs> like our friend likes uh, Star Trek, but because my friend is interested in that, I will engage in a conversation with that thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so that's kind of where the podcast went from there is I remember on that ride to work calling my um, then fiance and saying, oh, my gosh, I'm going to start a podcast. This is the name of it. And he was like, that's awesome. Let's do it. You know, so um, probably not that high pitch, but it sounded <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but I think anybody can listen to it, but it's mainly a space for women to feel um known encouraged but I say um so encouraged entertained inspired you know mm-hmm. I love those mm-hmm. kinds of words um because I want it to be funny and you know something enjoyable to listen to it's not super educational but I do you know plan to have people on there that are sharing insight that you can glean from and yeah um get that little you know I guess, truth bomb in your life and (laughs) go on with your day. I love that stuff. Like I know I talked about, I think I talked about this as a guest on your podcast. I don't know if this came up, but did I talk about the notebook that I would keep in my purse? for? Yes, I actually like started kind of doing that. Yes, I love it. So I actually have mine right next to me right now. Hold on. There's going to be paper shuffling. Okay. Ooh, I almost dropped something. But like mine, I know y'all can't see this, but we're on video. So no, it's just for like the audio, yeah. literally a sketchbook. And you see like, it's like, oh yeah. I just try to say like where I heard it from yeah. and like what the date was. And like some of them are extremely messy. Right. But like each idea has its own page. Or if it was such a short, like two or three words, I'll like draw a line. Yeah. But I write those writer. down because especially putting the date with them like it's almost like a miniature like a like a capsule diary like you can see I love that idea like we've always said like we can listen to the same thing or read the same book and get totally different things out of it and I think it's very powerful to look at what God is revealing to you what's sticking out to you in a in a given season right based on like what God's trying to teach you. And so like when I flip, like, let me see if I can just like flip through one and see like this one says, I need to focus on what God's doing in me rather than what I'm doing outwardly. So wow. like, that's just, that's some good wisdom dropped by Jordan. Yes. Lee Dooley. <laughs> um, yeah. And anytime I hear those nuggets, like I want to write them down yeah. um, just to reference and be like, okay, look what God was talking to me about in March of 2018. Right. Like, I think that's really powerful because it shows us like our walk with him and our spiritual development and like where we are. And then for us, like who have podcasts or we want to write books in the future, stuff like that, like that is amazing content also that you can spread to others, not only while you're going through it, but then because you've written it down, like later in life, it can be used for other people and spreading the gospel to them you know it's like oh wow I wrote I wrote this in college but let me share it with you now and like Mm -hmm. there's so much power in that and I just think that's really great but yeah I love that so we've only well I've only recorded um one podcast with you and um I've uh, I have a couple in the queue and then I've done like one solo um episode as well um but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more intentional, like actually lining them up and executing it because yep. it, it is 
you know, if I'm just real, it is intimidating. Um, it is. There's a lot of content out there. There's yeah. a lot of people that would be like dream, you know, guests and this and that. But I also, you know, I think there's such a value in starting small too, and that your voice does matter. And yes, you know, the people you find them interesting, mm-hmm. you find them insightful. So it's like, um, you know, why not record it? That's <laughs> right. Put it out there. I love this podcast called Scriptures and Stories. And it's exactly that. This guy, he literally just inter- interviews people and they, it's not necessarily like a testimony, but it kind of is. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a Christian and he interviews people and they'll just share their story. Like, and he has an amazing story. And even the ones that are like, quote unquote, less amazing, like they didn't, you know, survive a plane crash, like nothing crazy happened in their yeah. life it's still astounding what they've learned and what the Lord's shown them. And there's so much to glean from that. And um, I think that's a huge part of community of sharing our unique perspectives that we're experiencing in life, in the Lord and what, how we've grown and what we've learned. And I think we should should be sharing that stuff. Mm -hmm. I love that podcast. Okay. So I think to wrap us up today, this has been a great conversation and I hope that our listeners don't have whiplash from going like super happy and very fun to kind of low and sad to a middle ground of um, talking about your podcast, but um, we're going to close up today. I just want to ask you one question that I ask everyone who comes to the podcast. Mm -hmm. What is an everyday tool or practice that you keep that helps you be a good steward of your life? So an example would be a planner or a habit tracker or morning lemon water, whatever. Could okay. be a walk, whatever you think of. What is something yeah. you have to have in your life? Yes. So um, one thing that's kind of that just jumped to my mind is I want to be the person. We talked a little bit about this last time too, but I want to be the person that has a physical diary, journal, planner. Yep. Um, all the things, um, papers get very lost in this household. Um, and, <laughs> um, we live in a pretty small house. Um, and I have a toddler who loves coloring and everything I own. And, but that being said, I have to have a to-do list and some kind of thing. Again, going back to like, just checking things off. It's mm-hmm. very, um, healing for me <laughs> and I don't know why that word came up to my mind but I actually have it simply it's very simple what I do but it works for me right now in this season it's on my notes app uh, I have an iPhone on my notes app I do a bullet list so mm-hmm. you can click it and it moves to the bottom of the, the list bottom. right yeah I so that what I do is I yes so I literally in all caps bold I do Monday Tuesday and so on okay And then under that day of the week, I'll put my list, but it will range from very important to like, you know, uh, making a doctor's appointment to being like, um, doing my stretch that I do every day for my back, you know, like something really simple, but it adds up to be vitally important, right? It's like strengthening my back is a good thing. Yeah. But um, it's only seven minutes a day. Like, come on, I can do seven minutes a day, you know? So yeah. anyway, um, but it really helps me to look back and there are tent poles in my week too. For okay. instance, my toddler goes to a preschool program at our church on Tuesday. So 
on Monday, I know I need to pack a lunch Mm -hmm. for him for Mm -hmm. Tuesday, right? Yep. So if I have that every Monday, I can just keep that little bullet on there and refresh. I can just refresh it and start over. And every week there might be something like every other week I go to the chiropractor. Right. So I can just delete that for that one week or better yet, even just put the bullet, like fill in the bubble. Yeah. And it goes to the bottom and I don't need to deal Mm -hmm. with it right now. So that's something that's been practically allowing me to, to steal your word, like steward my time, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, um, because I'm like, that's not a Saturday task. That's a Friday afternoon thing. Yeah. Or a Monday morning need to get first thing done. Yeah. And so I'm able to orient myself a lot better using that. Yeah. I love that. I, um, I'm not great at using digital things to keep track because it's out of sight, out of mind. And if it's closed away in an app, my brain does not like it. However, (laughs) I am the queen of packing lists. If I'm going on a trip, even like I use it for packing too. I love it. Cause the little, little bullet point jumps to the bottom. I know. And then you can get in the car and you're like, go through your little, like, I can be like, Oh, why is that checked? I should have moved that, you know, yeah. instead of like constantly carrying your probably have your phone with you. Yes. So yes. it's like, I also use it for groceries too. So I have a yeah. running grocery list on there. I know people use um, other apps like for it, but it's just nice. to kind of have it in one place for yes. like a physical calendar, right. Or a plan. Right. Yes. Um, I use it for groceries. So like, say I buy apples every other week or something yeah I can click off apples it's still on there but then when I need it again I can unclick it and it moves to the top of the list so Uh, I love that that's That's a great feature I was gonna say something that I use similarly oh it's reminders um also on the phone yes if I'm like driving and I think of something I can just say like I won't say the s-i-r-i word because all our phones are gonna go off but I'll you know um, remind me at 1130 to text Charlotte about our appointment, like whatever. Right. Um, and I can just say that and then it's stuck, it's stuck in reminders and it's actually an app on your phone. And so you can click in there and you can organize them into folders and stuff. So like I have a podcast right. one, I have an art one. I have like, I'll think of something I want to paint and I'm like, Oh, I want to paint that. And I'll put it in that list. Oh, I love that. Oh, it's so great. And then I have one for like, I help out with my women's ministry, uh, social media, and I like draw a bunch of stuff for them. So I'll have like tasks for them in reminders. Um, so, and you can set date, time and location. So you can say, Hey, S I R I, um, <laughs> remind me when I get home to change the thermostat. And when I'm like backing into my driveway, I'll get a ping on my watch and I'm like, oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. Anyway, that one's so great. So are there any last nuggets of wisdom or takeaway that you'd like to share with our listeners today? I think we like covered everything. I really just thank you. I thank you for your friendship. And, you know, I would encourage anybody to find a friend like you. And, Uh you know, if you are in a season um, you know, Elizabeth and I talk about this often too, but if you're in a season where you don't have that kind of friend, like mm-hmm. I would just encourage you to pray mm-hmm. for that. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be the person that lives on your street. It can be 
you know, someone in a different state, maybe, or things like that. And um, we use the a Voxer app. Um, yeah. We text each other, you know, or even just saying, like, send me a picture of your baby. I need to see, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. It, it really does build, you know, meaningful connections with people. And so, um, yeah, just thankful for this platform. And so happy we got to do this finally again. Yes. <laughs> this is like dreams come true, people. Like, we've been talking about this our whole friendship, which is, getting kind of old I'm so proud of us I know we're almost like a kindergartner <laughs> I know it's so special and like I I want to come to Huntsville soon and like yeah let you show me around because it's so fun yeah okay well I am so glad that you came on I like you just said like I treasure our friendship and I always love talking to you about stuff like this and like you've said before we can talk for 19 days straight so yes. we're gonna cut it here <laughs> and um please go and check out Charlotte's Instagram and podcast. She's an amazing friend. She's like a lifelong heart friend who loves the Lord. And I, she was talking about dropping truth bombs on podcasts all the time. And she certainly did that here today. So (laughs) I highly encourage that you write down these things, pause it, take it back, write it down. Um, She's a very, very special friend to me. And um, I know she'll be excited to see you over in her corner of the internet. So yes, thank you. Thank you for joining me on the Able to Bloom podcast. To find all the resources mentioned in today's show, check out the show notes on the episode or follow along on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Able to Bloom Pod, or you can shop at Elizabeth Langston Art to find all the resources shared on the pod. If you love the show, please pop over to Apple Podcast or your favorite pod app and leave a five-star review. It helps tremendously with getting the word out so others can enjoy the show too. Have a specific question or struggle that you'd love to hear more about on the show? Email me at abletobloom at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. You have been uniquely created by a loving father who has your best interest in mind. In Christ, you are able to choose. In Christ, you are able to bloom. Thank you.